It's a fact that if we don't focus, we won't have do stuff right at all. Five eight zero one Success Forces Part Ten: The Power of Focus. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And we have been studying a series of messages called Success Forces. There are forces in life that contribute and enhance your probability of success, just as there are forces that inhibit your success and cause you to have failure. So we're focusing on success forces, and today's success force is called the power of focus. I'm not even going over all of the success forces like I normally do of what we cover, because I want to just focus on just the power focus. In Philippians 3.13, you've heard this verse many times. Here's where Paul says, brethren, I count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, look, I'm doing one thing. You all said one thing. Do you know if you can do one thing extremely well, you will rise to the top? Just one thing. Pause. I'm not doing this, but there's one thing. And there's one thing I'm doing. I'm forgetting all this stuff behind me and focusing on the goal of Christ. See, that's one of the first things we need to do is let's let all this stuff behind us go. Because you can't do a doggone thing about what is behind you. The only thing you can do anything about is what is happening right now. So he said, forget all this stuff behind you. And focus on that which is the goal in front of you. According to a 2015 study from Microsoft, the average human has an attention span of eight seconds. The average human attention span right now is literally less than a goldfish. And this is partly because of our digital age. Now, if you ever watch television commercials or if you watch a music video you notice that the scene changes almost every one to two seconds and they have to change scenes so fast because the attention span of the average person in today's modern digital world has dropped tremendously and the average span this was in 2015 so this is a few years ago it was eight seconds 1001 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,000. I lost some of you before I even get to eight. <laughs> I have lost some of you before I can even get to eight. Every human achievement that's great is a result of focus. Dr. Eric Keeve of Cornell University observed that from the moment people decided to focus all of their energies on a specific objective, they began to overcome and surmount the most difficult odds. He concluded, 
The establishment of a goal that you intend to get no matter what is the key to successful living. Now, three weeks ago, my lump of sugar who's sitting right there, my lump of sugar, she said, I want to take you out for a weekend, just the two of us, because I just want you all to myself. And I said, sweetheart, I'll be glad to go with you. And so my lump of sugar rented us a hotel, and we were away for the weekend. So the first night, as we were coming back to the hotel, my lump of sugar, she said, I just have a taste. I just want a blow pop. I said, what? She said, I just want a blow pop. She said, I just don't know why, but I just got this taste. I want a blow. I said, sweetheart, whatever you want, I'm going to get you. I said, where do you get a blow pop from? She said, well, you can get them from a lot of the gas stations may have. So I spent an hour and a half that night driving around trying to find a blow pop. <laughs> Could not find a blow pop. So the next day we went out, we were at the mall. And my lump of sugar said, I still want that blow pop. I want a blow pop. I just don't know why. I just got a taste for it. I want a blow pop. So we found a store that carried blow pops. And they had this big wall of all these candies. So my wife went over to the blow pop section, and the lady said, I got every single candy but a blow pop. And she pulled out the box. She said, somebody, these blow pops just been selling like mad, and everybody wants a blow pop, and I have no more blow pops. So my baby was focused on a blow pop. She said, we're going to find us a blow pop somewhere. So we went to Target. Target didn't have any blow pops. We went to CVS. They didn't have any blow pops. So we went to Walmart. And Walmart had a big bag of blow pops. This is the bag. Roll the first picture. This is the bag. Now, that's my baby right there. We're in Walmart. She's got the shopping cart. And roll the second picture. That's the bag of blow pops. Now, my baby said, this is 85 blow pops. She said, I don't need all those blow pops. I only wanted a blow pop or two. She said, I'm going to take these blow pops, and you can hand them out to the people at the ark. I said, sweetheart, that's so sweet of you to want to bless the people at the ark. Now, that was about three weeks ago. And three weeks ago, when we got back from the weekend, we had 85 blow pops. There was probably, oh, 82, 81 blow pops left in the bag. So that was three weeks ago. So I said this morning, I said, sweetheart, will you bring the blow pops for the people at the ark? So when my lump of sugar brought me the blow pops, she said, these are all the blow pops that's left in the bag. And then, that's not all she said. She said, not only are these all of the blow pops left in the bag, I don't want to give them these blow pops. <laughs> so I said, sweetheart, you promised you were going to give the people at the ark some blow pops, so we're going to give these folks some blow pops. <laughs> the point of it is simply this. When you focus on something, when you want something so bad that you can taste it, you will not let anything in the earth stop you from getting that. My daddy used to have a statement. He used to say, even death will stand still for a sufficiently made up mind. When you have a focus and it's something you really have set in your heart and mind to do. That's what the gentleman at Cornell University found. Him. When people set it in their mind, they make a way to overcome all obstacles that they thought they could never overcome because now they have set it up in their mind, I'm going to do this thing. 
Warren Buffett, who's of course one of the world's richest men, has a personal pilot for his private jet named Mike Flint. And Flint had worked for Buffett over 10 years. And one day Buffett jokingly said to Mike, he said, the fact that you are still working for me tells me I'm not doing my job. So Mike asked Buffett for his advice on his career as a pilot. And while doing that, Buffett shared with him the importance of focus through an exercise of writing down his goal. Buffett told him, he said, first, he said, write down your top 25 goals in life. So Mike Flint went and took some time and he wrote out his top 25 goals in life. And then Buffett told him, now I want you to take those top 25 goals and out of those top 25, you choose the five most important out of those 25. So it took Flint a long time to kind of go over and narrow down the five most important. And when he finally finished, he brought back the list. So he had two lists. He had a list with five goals on it and a list with 20 goals on it. Now Buffett asked Flint when he planned to work on those five important goals. And Flint thought for a minute, he said, well, Warren, he said, these are the most important things in my life right now. I'm going to get to work on them right away. I'll start tomorrow. He said, no, actually, I'm going to start tonight. And then Buffett asked him, what should he do about the other 20 goals? And Flint said, well, the top five are my primary focus, but these next 20 are going to be secondary, and they're still important, so I'll work on those intermediately in between the spaces and that because they're just not as important. And Buffett then told him, he said, no, you got that all wrong. Mike, everything you didn't put on that top five, I want you to avoid those at all costs, no matter what. Don't do anything but focus on these top five. Buffett understood that you just can't focus on a whole lot of stuff and be tremendously successful. That's why I had you all last week just to write down and choose no more than three goals and focus on those three goals. And if you get those three goals, you develop a pattern. You're going to change some stuff in your life. And some folks still didn't follow the instructions. So when you learn how to focus, it will change your world and it will change your results. Focus depends solely on the ability to distinguish between the relevant and the irrelevant. Anyone who can't decide what's important will never learn the power of focus. And urgent things are usually not important in the total picture, and important things are seldom urgent. My lump and sugar and I, this past two days ago, we were actually at the Falcon game, and my lump of sugar has season tickets. She's got four season tickets that sit nine rows from the field. So it's right down front. I had never gone to a professional football game in my life, and neither had my lump of sugar. So she told me, she says, I want to take you to the Falcons game. I want to take you to a football game just so you can enjoy yourself and go to a football game. And this is the first preseason game. So we went to the football game. So there we were sitting on row nine in the football game. And then somebody texted my lump of sugar. And they texted my lump of sugar and said, we just saw you on the big screen. You know, they video folk in the audience, and the stadium was full of folk. I don't know, 50,000 folk in the stadium. So they text my baby and said, we just saw you all up on the big screen at the stadium. And my lump of sugar said, oh, my goodness. We were just on the big screen, and I want you to play number three. This is the video of my lump of sugar. 
<laughs> now you all know I'm going to be in big trouble for this. <laughs> and she was telling me, I know you are not videoing this, but she still didn't let another stop with that blow pop. And this is what happened. So my lump of sugar texts the person back and what were we doing when they put us on the big screen in front of all these 50,000 folk? And they text back and said, both of you all were on your phones. Now the point is this. We were sitting nine rows back from the field in some of the best seats you could get. The Falcon game was going on. And neither one of us was focused on the game. And as a result, neither one of us can tell you what happened during the game. And people, sometimes we're like that in life. We're in the game of life, but we're not focused on anything. We're distracted with some other stuff. And they're in front of 50,000 folk. They zoom in on us. I'm on my phone and my lump of sugar on her phone with a blow pop sticking out of my mouth. You got to focus. If you want to be successful, it is an absolute critical part. And you have to ask yourself, what are you focused on? And there'll be so many things in life that come to distract you. Right now, distracted driving has exceeded drunk driving as a leading cause of accidents and death. That's why you see so many laws being passed. That's why you see on the highway signs now, don't text and drive because people are distracted on the phone and what they ought to be doing is driving because their life depends on it, but they're down texting. And I can guarantee you what they are texting about is not important. I can guarantee you that. But they're texting on the phone with their head down at 60 or 70 miles an hour, not focused. Lack of focus in that instance can cause serious injury or death to you and other folk. So we've got to learn if we really want success, one of those prime success forces is focus. How many places have you just showed up at or still just showing up at? but you're not focused. You go to work and you just show up, but you're not focused. You come home and you just show up, but you're not focused. You come to church and you just show up, but you're not focused. You will not have success without great focus. Well, how do you get focused, Pastor? Because sometimes it's so many distractions in the world. Stephen Covey, the writer of the Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, developed a quadrant system that's taught to most heavy-duty corporate executives. We learn this in the corporate meeting and the corporate training that we go to. And it's a four-quadrant system. Put the last slide up on the screen. And basically, you learn how to divide your life. Now, just hold it up as I explain it. In the upper left, right above at the top, is the word urgent. There are some things that are urgent. Right to the left at the top on the vertical axis is the word important. You see, there are some things that are both urgent and there are some things that are both important. At the bottom is not important and at the upper right is not urgent. And that's the four quadrant system that you used to kind of organize your life. And they got examples. The urgent important thing, a crying baby, a kitchen fire. You got to put that out. You got to go see about a crying baby. It's both urgent and it's important. You've got some things that are 
not urgent, but they're important. At the top of the list is exercise. Exercise is important, but it's not urgent. You don't have to just do that right away. It's important, but it's not your vocation or your job. It's oftentimes not urgent, but it's important. Planning, it's not urgent, but it's important. And then in the lower right corner, you've got stuff that's not important and it's not urgent. Trivia, busy work, time wasters, surfing the internet, all on social media, all that stuff takes up all your time. And you can spend hours doing that. And I can guarantee you that even when we were at the game working on our phone, we were not doing anything that was either urgent or important. But it was distracting us from focusing on exactly what we were. As a matter of fact, we left after the third quarter because we were just ready to go. And some people say, oh, I just can't. But see, neither one of us are into football. We just aren't. Now, I'm just not into football. As a matter of fact, the Falcons were playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and I wasn't even sure which one was which. Because <laughs> the Falcons had on a red shirt, and the Kansas City Chiefs had on a red and white shirt, so both of them were kind of in red and white. So I, it took me a minute. The only reason I knew which was which, I looked around at the other folk, and they all had on solid red shirts. So I figured the solid red was the Falcons, and the red and white was the Kansas City Chiefs. I couldn't even figure out who team was who. So it's a fact that if we don't focus, we won't have do stuff right at all. Apple recently became the first company in the history of the world to have a valuation of $1 trillion. But what happened with Steve Jobs, who was really one of the great marketing minds behind Apple, Steve Jobs and Wozniak was a technical genius, but Apple is worth now nearly a trillion dollars. But when Steve Jobs returned to Apple, he left for a while. He returned to Apple in 1988. When he returned to Apple in 1988, Apple had several hundred products. Steve Jobs came back to Apple. He cut down the several hundred products to 10. He cut it down to 10 because he understood the power of focus. I read the book called American Icon, which is about Ford Motor Company. And how when they brought in a new president, one of the things he did, they had all these options. And he cut it down to a sliver of what it was because he understood you cannot focus with all these products. You need to narrow down and focus on your winners. So Steve Jobs cut it down from 700 to 10. Now, some people would have looked at that and said, that's crazy. Because if you cut out all them hundreds of products, some of the stuff was selling. Yeah, it was selling, but Jobs had the foresight and the vision to understand quantity does not equal quality. And see, that's the way it is with a lot of our lives. We got all this stuff. We got hundreds of things going on. Sometimes I'm on Instagram because I check my stuff. I follow four folk on Instagram, but I see a lot of folk, and they're following three, four thousand folk. So how in the world can you possibly absorb that much information and stuff following hundreds or thousands of folk? Do you realize how long it takes just to read an Instagram stream with 500 folk in it? You got to cut your products down. You need to cut stuff down to what is truly important. You have to learn how to focus. Now, more than 100 years ago, a lion tamer developed the ability to tame lions in the circus. And if you ever go to a circus, what you will see 
is you'll see a lion tamer with a chair and a whip. And the lion tamer will pop the whip, pow, pow. And you'll see the lion get up on the chair, pow, pow. And people think that it is the whip that tames the lion. It's not the whip that tames the lion. It's the chair. They said, well, how does a chair tame a big old muscular ferocious lion? It has to do with the psychology of the lion and his visual focus. The lion focuses on the chair, but the lion focuses on the four legs of the chair. And because there are four legs that the lion is looking at, he can't decide which leg to do anything with. Because he's got four of them in his vision, so it paralyzes the lion to where he cannot move and he is at the mercy of the lion tamer because these four things have got his attention all split up and divided. See, if you're going to do something, you need to be like my lump of sugar. My lump of sugar knew what she wanted. She was like that when she came after me. She knew what she wanted. She knew what she wanted, and it makes a difference. Now, I told y'all the story about it before. Now, she had a picture of my poster on her wall at 16 years old. She married me at 27. Now, am I not, didn't you not have that picture on your wall? She had my poster on her wall at 16 years old. See, when my baby, she was looking at me every night. By the time I saw that, it was just something just grabbed me. When you focus on something, there's a power that comes when you focus. And she didn't have no bunch of men up there. She had one man on the wall. And see, when you focus, there's a vibration that goes through you and the universe. You got to know what you want, and you got to know what you don't want, and you got to be able to differentiate and get rid of all of the other stuff. Steve Jobs, he had a lot of negative, but he had a lot of positive. You don't build the biggest company in the world not having some sense. They used to say, you know, if you're so de-smart, why ain't you rich? Well, I tell you one thing, if you are rich and you keep the money, you got some doggone good sense. Steve Jobs put it best when he said this. People think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on, but that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to the hundred other good ideas that there are. Innovation is saying no to a thousand things. High achievers are not people with the most goals and dreams, but rather they are people who understand how to avoid distraction in order to focus on accomplishing the things that truly matter to them. What are you focused on? That's why last week I had you write those three goals. What are you focused on? Because what you are focused on is going to make the difference in what you get. And if you focus on a hundred things, you probably won't get any of them. But if you focus on one thing, and my baby said, I want a blow pop, I want the blow pop with the gum in the middle. So she knew exactly what kind of blow pop she wanted. She got a blow pop. <laughs> this is the first blow pop I've eaten in my adult life. It is pretty good, so I see why my baby wanted a blow pop. It's about maybe 12 or 15 blow pops left in this bag. If you want a blow pop, you can't be double-minded. You got to say to yourself, the minute pastor make these blow pops available, I got to get up and move. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're sitting there debating on whether or not you want to blow, you ain't going to get no blow pop. You understand that very clear? 
if you got to sit there and decide, I wonder if I want to get, well, you're not going to get a blow pop, not out of this bag, because it's going to be somebody else who has made the decision. That blow pop looked pretty good to me. I'm going to get me one of those blow pops. And unfortunately, that's the way business and the way life is. Everybody can't have all the stuff. It's going to be some folk who are going to make up their mind. I'm going to get that. And I'm going to do what's necessary. Some people right now are on their toes. They're on their toes right now. And they say, as soon as those blow pops up, I'm going to hop up and haul. You've got to hop up and haul. You can't just be sitting there talking about, Lord, send me a blow pop. Lord, you know I want one of them blow pops. I haven't had a blow pop in so long. Lord, Jesus, can you please hand me a blow pop? Now, I'm not saying the Lord cannot touch somebody to get down here and run out and get a blow pop and bring it back to you, but I wouldn't count on that. I wouldn't count on that at all. If you want a blow pop, you better be on your toes. You've got to focus on what you want in life, and you've got to know what you want before you can focus it. That's the purpose of writing down your goals and making it happen. Focus, one of the great success forces in life. You can go to brothersoftheword.com, listen to this message, or send it to a friend who you think may need to have this message. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you focus in life, and I hope you get your goals. They don't come accidentally. They come by plan, persistence, and diligence. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part 10 of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled The Power of Focus by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5801. That's 5801. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 5801 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the world.